Welcome to Modern Day Missionaries, a podcast by Modern Day Missions created for missionaries by missionaries, where we talk about topics that affect our actual life on the mission field. This is a space where we get practical and personal and talk about the day-to-day real challenges and joys of this crazy life God has called us into. I'm your host, fellow missionary, Stephanie Gutierrez. Wondering how you can strengthen the cross-cultural relationships in your life? Whether it's your marriage, your team, or those you serve, Danny and Misty Escobar have great insights into overcoming challenges and maximizing opportunities. Welcome to this episode of Modern Day Missionaries. I am joined today by my wonderful friends, Danny and Misty Escobar. Thank you guys for being with us today. Yeah. Oh, we're excited to be excited here. Excited to be Thank here. Yes. Yes. Okay. And Danny and Misty, like many of you listening, have lived many different experiences in their lives. They've worn many different hats. They've been missionaries. You guys have been church planners, entrepreneurs, to name a few. Um, (laughs) You currently have a church planning network called La Red that works with Spanish-speaking and primarily Latin American churches. You guys have lived in multiple countries, multiple states. You've got three kids. Misty, you're an awesome Enneagram coach. You guys have started a ton of businesses. Currently, you're breeding dogs. That's one of the new ones, right? (laughs) Yes, we have eight little puppies downstairs. So you guys have done a lot. You guys have had a lot of experiences. I feel like anybody listening is going to be able to relate to you on some level right now. Something. And Missy, you and I have so much in common. I mean, other than dogs, I'm not as much of a dog person, perhaps, as you are. But I think the most obvious ones being that We've both been in the mission space, in the pastoral space. Yeah. We both speak Spanish as a second language. Um, we've lived and worked in Latin America. And we are both married to these fantastically handsome, dynamic, and extroverted guys, both I named know. Danny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and right. our daughters go to school together. And they do. You're, like, yeah. Look at the and connection points are endless. Like a month apart. That's <laughs> right. Yes. And they have become really good friends. Misty and I were ah. just saying how... Yeah, we had a secret plan. Hopefully the girls aren't listening. We had a secret plan for our daughters to become <laughs> friends. And they are now, but we're giving them yeah. all the credit for starting the friendship. It's not, it's not us not, at all. No, but really, maybe it is a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we jump into our talk today and start talking about cross-cultural relationships, I want to shoot a few rapid-fire questions your way right. to get us going okay. that you guys don't know about. Okay, know. Let's do it. Misty is a little sweating a little bit right now. It's going to be okay. You got this. You got this. Okay. Let's we'll start real easy. Misty, favorite dessert? Ooh, chocolate, peanut butter, anything. <laughs> Danny, favorite sports team? Uh, the Celtics. The Celtics. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. I, that was a, it's funny hearing say that. No, yeah, don't tell me. <laughs> I wasn't going to guess that. I like that I asked. Okay, <laughs> Misty, your first impression of Danny when you met him? Um, the first time I ever met him. Uh, uh, can I say the second? Although, like when I noticed him, <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember? I don't remember when I first met him. I remember him. You don't remember when you met him? When we were fourteen, so I remember seeing him sure. every summer. But when I noticed him, it yeah, I thought, oh, that's not the same skinny little guy with braces that I saw before. This guy's kind of cute. All sweaty and all <laughs> coming out of basketball practice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Does that make up for the time that she didn't see you the first time, Danny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah. <laughs> okay, Danny, what's the first thing you noticed about Misty when you met her? Uh, what was the first thing I noticed? 
Well, one of the things, this might sound pretty, like she was very dedicated to her role as a missionary, to say. Yeah. Mary with it, with that. Yeah. She was, she was. You can, you can say it with the long skirt, the long Oh, yeah. Long skirt, skirt, Bible with the hand. You know, back in the day, that was the standard. So, you know. bottle. Yeah. <laughs> She was all in from the clothes oh, to the in. Bible. She was committed. She was committed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Misty, what is one thing that Danny is obsessed with? Oh, he's obsessed with drinks. Like any, like he just always has to have something in his hand, whether it's water, coffee, sparkling water, tea. Like he likes drinks. Yes. Yeah. Big beverage guy. Yeah, he says it's part of the experience. Like, he can't be doing something if he doesn't have some kind of drink. It's crazy, right? Yeah, I don't no, know. It's not crazy. I, that makes <laughs> sense to me. I got you. There are literally three beverages right now on my desk. So <laughs> now okay. I'm connecting with you, Danny. Okay, okay. Here we go. Okay, Danny, what's one thing Misty loves or, or loves doing that you just don't understand? That I don't understand. Everything needs to be so clean and perfect. And I'm just like, you gotta chill, man. You know? <laughs> why you guys balance each other out right <laughs> yeah okay then yeah. here's a question for the both of you where was the location of your first kiss and his uncle's pickup truck in front of the pastor's house that i was staying in yeah. uh, by example by example yeah i'm glad you included that second part there yeah that's right in, in mexico yeah in mexico Oh my gosh. Okay. So speaking of in Mexico, you guys have this cross-cultural relationship. You've lived, mm-hmm. as we mentioned, in various countries. You've both lived in each other's home countries. Yeah. Yeah. And you've both lived in a country that was neither of your home country. Yes. So for our listeners, whether they're in a cross-cultural relationship in their marriage, on a team where they serve, I really think people are going to have some key takeaways from today's conversation because you guys have had a lot of different experiences and cross-cultural relationships, no matter what context they're in, they're not easy. I mean, they're really fun in the beginning, right? Honeymoon season, like all these differences are just so exciting all the time. Right. And then reality sets in and some things are still cool and some things maybe are not so much. I'd love to hear about when you guys first met, what were some of the differences you most enjoyed about each other? At that point in time, I was like, I felt like my calling was to be a missionary to Mexico. So when I actually fought it a little bit when I felt like I was starting to care about him. But when I really realized that he was the person God had for me, I was thrilled that he spoke the language I was fascinated with and that like the Mexican culture that I was falling in love with, like all of those details um, were just amazing to me. Like it was like cherry on the top of the cake for me that I felt like I wanted to be a missionary in Mexico, and now I have this. Can I say what do they say? Tall, tall drink of water. What is it? <laughs> I think Dark. that's Texan, but like Texas is right next to Mexico. Oh, yeah. work, right? <laughs> when my mom saw a picture of him, she said, "Well, he's he's just your type." Tall, tall, But yeah, so I think I think that I absolutely loved. I was I fell in love with the fact that he was in music and. Love to listen to him sing and play the guitar. Yeah. How about you, Danny? I mean, he was—he's very close to what she said. I mean, just, just even, even, even uh, her background very different than my background, and that was for me was pretty as a three new fascinating. Was man, let's learn more about it. Let's just really kind of 
Uh, because I, you know, I just grew up, it's not a little town, but it's Mexicali, we're on the border with California. So, but it's just the unknown I really got and just, you know, her story and a little bit of get to know her more about her background, very different than I, and that really kind of, that'd be very interesting, you know, on, uh, with her. Yeah. Not, that was the main thing, but just really kind of, that was one of the, one of the good things and experiences. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not necessarily the thing that brought you guys together, but it is yeah, some no, of the no. things that did attract you to one another that you really appreciated yes. about each yeah. other. That's right. That's and right. that is, that's what diversity brings in. Diversity is differences. It's, obviously, we all have similarities, but it is fun to be with people who see things from a perspective that's different than yours. Maybe it's not fun for everybody, but I would hope that it would be. And for everybody who's living in the mission space, fun. I really hope it would fun. be. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's not always easy. But yeah. so speaking of, what were some of the challenges then for you guys being in a cross-cultural relationship? You know, that's a that's a great question. And I don't know. I I was telling Misty and you just tell me what do you think? But it was just we just had a hard time since I thinking about it. And that's weird. I know because there's some differences. It might be because we've been together so long and we forget. No, he, well, that's true. That's true. But we really, if I use, you know, the first thing, if I look back, we just really didn't have a lot of big things, big differences. Just minor things like, you know, Mexican way, be late, you know, be late, you know, little things like that, you know, and for her, it's like, yeah, on time, you know, uh, schedule, everything very organized. And I'm, almost in, I'm more like, go with the flow, just relax, you know, let's just... I had a so, super time at the never-ending parties, the parties that started really yeah. late and never ended. Yeah. I've had a really hard time with that. Yeah. And yeah, it's definitely that. And then we lived in Mexico for our first two years of marriage. That was the first time we lived together in Mexico. And um, like trying to make friends and inviting friends over for dinner. And I'm, you know, little Miss American and I'd have everything perfect and the table set at the time that we invited them. And then they'd show up two hours late. The food's cold. Oh, bad. That's bad. Made a thousand tears. Like, you know, for me, it's like, why even come over now? But <laughs> having to adapt to that or people coming over unannounced. Um, yeah. Family members coming in the house unannounced, you know, just stuff that I'm like, okay, this is very different. Okay. Like, like one of the things about dinner, that's right. Like I'm just, when we got married, you know, she just cooked dinner and I just, yeah, I mean, I just ate. You know, I just stopped and ate some tacos or something. I just showed up and she had everything perfect. That was something nothing I was like, and I'm like, wait, because like, oh my yeah. gosh, I need to get it. Mexican can't drive by a taco stand without you stopping stop. and getting tacos. Yeah. Because yeah. at any moment of the day. But yeah. that was in Mexico, though. That was more Mexico the first the first year, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me that I, I if I look back, like, I think um, I used to say that those were the two hardest years of my life those first two years in Mexico. Um, and I think it was because I was newly married. I had been to Mexico so many times, but it wasn't a mission trip anymore per se. It was, um, no, I was yeah. married and I was working. And, um, and so all the things that I had fantasized and I loved were very different when it became my real life. And so a lot of that, not all, all of that is culture, but it was hard for me to adapt to um, now, what I love now is the, the Latino family, Hispanic families, the closeness mm -hmm. uh, sometimes can be too close. And so yeah. having to adapt to some of that and, and those dynamics, him, him learning how to kindly and lovingly 
transition out of those and and put me in my place as white yeah no um and that developing relationship with my mother-in-law in in that process which now is amazing yeah but yeah things like that okay you're bringing up a great point you guys I i would say um you're mentioning misty and danny sometimes the bumps aren't necessarily occurring between the two of you when you marry someone from a different culture, or perhaps you have friends who are in a different culture, or work on a team with someone in a different culture, they bring with them their surrounding family relationships. Uh, other people come into the mix. Yeah. So sometimes you can have hiccups not just between the two of you, but maybe with family members or with friends or the way that things are done in their community. Yeah. So it sounds like maybe there was some of that. Yeah. And we thankfully are. Both of our parents were very supportive. Um, they both know and love the Lord. And they, I think they saw what we saw. They knew that it was something that God was doing. But his extended family, definitely from that Hispanic point of view of you can't get married at 22. You can't leave your house yet. Yeah, you can't get married yeah, before you finish that. school and before you buy a house. So, so all of that yeah. pressure from uncles and people that he really respected. Um, because it's a completely different way of life. And, and actually, I'm remembering something else yeah. now, too. Just little things like when we were dating, I was in college um, in Pennsylvania. I lived in Virginia at the time. He could not understand how I would get in a car as a 19-year-old college student and drive from Virginia to Pennsylvania by myself. He could, I mean, he jumped through the phone and stopped me if he could. Like, he did not want me doing that. But to me, that was my life. I'd been driving around since I was 16. Yeah working since I was 16. He yeah. hadn't, he, he didn't work until he realized he was going to get married. Yeah, they didn't let me work. His parents wouldn't let him work. That's crazy. Like talking about culture. That's right. Yeah. But that was... makes sense. I think about in Peru, there's very few teenagers that have jobs. That's not really a common well, cultural thing. Right. Yeah. I was in school and college, you know, I had yeah. a scholarship playing basketball. So I just, I was busy all the time and yeah, I was just, you know, school, school, school and just, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, but one thing that I want to mention, you know, about the differences, I think I remember in the beginning, we having one conversation and I think that changed a lot about, about, or, uh, differences in, you know, talking about culture. I do remember, you know, having this, this, you know, this is one of the conversations like, you know what? I know we're coming from different backgrounds. I know I, I was, you know, listening to a lot of friends and believe it or not, think of it like. Hey man, they're different, you know, America's blah, 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 you know, just wild, all that kind of stuff. Right. So I, I think the same thing, you know, from, but I really kind of, I told Dr. is like, you know what, we're just gonna, we're just gonna embrace and try to just get the best of this culture, you know, even yours and our culture, like family mm. values. And there are a couple of things that we want to really kind of put on the side. And I really want to learn about getting in time and those little things, but also some structures. I want to, and the same thing, she used to learn how to be flexible. Sometimes she just go with the flow. And I remember having that conversation and honestly, that really was like the, like the beginning of, okay. And I think that avoids a lot of things like, because we knew God has, you know, Calling us to do something bigger than ourselves, you know, and that's sacrifice. Sometimes it's just not, this is a new season. This is a new, uh, this is we're one now. So whatever, if I grew up like doing this or whatever, and that's probably not the best version or the best idea for what is coming for us, they just, they just learn about just put it on the side, you know? Yeah. 
That was fascinating. And that really helped us a lot. Yeah, we we talked a lot at the beginning about creating what was ours, our little mixed American family, whatever the like, like he's saying, taking the good and letting go of some of the stuff that maybe wasn't as faulty. That's hard to identify at times because you think that's how I was raised. That's how I've always done it. Yeah. Why is that not right? Why is that bad? But there could be something better. And so learning to identify those things and how to mesh them together to where we are creating our story together out of the good from both sides. And as he's talking, I'm, I'm thinking, and I think I told you this before, like if we look back over the course of our marriage, and maybe it's because of those decisions we made, I think that some of the bigger differences and struggles we've had and of course, I've studied so much about personality that maybe that has something to do with it. But I feel like more of it could fall into personality differences than cultural differences. Hmm. But I think that it has a lot to do with what he's saying. That we determined that, mm-hmm. that's, that that's, how we, that's how it was going to be. That's we weren't going to focus on, we have jokes. Like he, you know, like in America, you know, most people, not everyone, but most people have their little their little lawn and it's cut every Saturday and you know everything my I grew up my dad taking care of the lawn and having everything in its place and and he didn't grow up having even grass they had just a concrete patio outside you know cutting grass killing lady so I was like if we had coming over to our house or even now like if we have people coming over or to stay with us or to come over for dinner i'll like say to him hey our yard is looking really mexican right now like you gotta do something about it <laughs> and that just means stuff is thrown out there or grass is not cut or whatever but we have jokes about it yeah. like that could have been something that really drove a wedge yeah yeah but yeah just such a great tool in conflict is to be able to use levity when something could be something, you know, a topic that's uh, tense, that could be frustrating for the two of you. So you introduce some levity, some some shared language. So I'm hearing a couple things as you guys are talking. One, I'm hearing a lot of humility because to your point, Misty, it's not always easy to recognize when something's good or bad, or if we're not going to use black and white terms like that, best. So you guys had to look at your cultural situations, your cultural backgrounds, and say, what of this? is useful and helpful in our relationship? What if this is useful and helpful in life? And what do we want to leave behind as we seek to create something new? And so the other piece I'm hearing as you talk to is negotiation. Negotiation without offense. Because that's not easy to have those conversations and say, hey, um, I know this is a part of your cultural background, but this is not something that's a part of our family values. Or I know that this is a part of my cultural background, but I don't really think this fits. I mean, that's a, those are some difficult conversations and you really got to be able to be open-handed and open to hear what the other person has to say without owning that piece of your culture as if it is a part of you because it feels like it's a part of you sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That for sure. Yeah. And I think results, I mean, for me, one of the things that I, yeah, I think you're right. You got to surrender. You just got to be like, these ways that I grew up doing whatever thing it is, probably there's another better way to do it. Uh, and for me, for example, talking about my experience, the structure that I learned here in the States and with her is it really kind of changed a lot of the things I do. I mean, if I look back, that's probably, that's one of the main things, how I, I'm, we're able to accomplish uh, little things that we've done. 
I remember when we were church planners, pastors, you know, I wanted to throw a towel a lot of times. I don't know that there are pastors here or in different countries, but you know, it's hard. It's just, yeah. and I remember she was really kind of that goal, really kind of keeping everything and helping me out a lot. So I was just going, 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 but she just had all the structure where we planned the first, uh, when we planned the first church. So going to you know, the passion and the structure together, it can be very big. Sometimes it can be very, very good. Um, but, you know, it brings challenges as well. But it was for us, it's been, we're trying to learn how to navigate that. And that's just a good tool that we have in learning with the time and experience, how to accomplish, where to go. Now we go to a particular business or project. We kind of arrange our roles. You know, we're not, we're a team. And honestly, even in our house, in our house, I mean, this is something that we didn't even talk about it, but I, even your group text as a family, hey, how's my team going? How's my team doing? So I know this is like the, the team effort and that's how we see a lot of the things. And that's, yeah. Yeah, it's not about you. It's not about me. You know, it's not about her. It's not about even her culture. Like, yeah, let's bring the best to the surface. And then, you know, I think, I think that's very, very powerful and that can help a lot of people moving forward. I love that team approach, Danny, because a team's goal is to win as a team, not for one person to win, but for everybody to win. So you guys are seeking negotiation that's best for your relationship as a couple, for your relationships as a family. What a great way of looking at it. So for you guys, um, you mentioned personality. Obviously, Misty, that's something that you're an expert in with the Enneagram. Uh, what would you say to uh, maybe it's a couple or maybe it's a set of friends where they they tend to get offended a little bit more. And hopefully for somebody who's listening, they can recognize that it's not a blind spot. They can recognize that they're a little bit more sensitive for a couple or a set of friends or teammates who tend to, to be a little bit more feelers, a little bit more sensitive. What are ways they can have those conversations um, in terms of what they say and how they receive it? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think I, I talk a lot about the fact that we forget this. We know this, but we forget this, that most people are not out to offend us or hurt us. They don't do what they do and say what they say, thinking, huh, let me see if I can hurt them today. Yeah. It just doesn't, yeah, their intentions aren't, aren't bad usually. But because we all perceive things in such a different way, we could be hearing or seeing something that they are not, that's not even in that person's mind. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, I think the, I think it's two sided. I think the number one thing is that every, every one of us has to get up in the morning, leave the house in the morning, whatever it is, thinking, am I putting my best foot forward? Am I, am I giving the best of me? And if we have that in the forefront of our mind, then we're not so reactive to what's coming our way. And then the second thing is, Whenever you're with that person, whether it's your your spouse or whether it's a friend or another family member, um, always be willing to take a step back and listen. What is it that they're really saying? And then ask the questions. If you if you think that doesn't sound right, or it sounds like they're um, attacking me, or it sounds like they're saying something against what I feel, don't just assume it. Ask ask the questions. Are you meaning? this is this what you're trying to say or what did you mean by you know whatever it is because that sets the stage for a much calmer conversation and it also gives that gives you a chance to actually see what it is that other person is saying 
And I think that's really important because we all see something different and we filter the everything that's happening very differently. And so if we're not if we're not aware of that and taking the time to understand that, then we take everything uh, as an offense that they don't understand me. They just they don't take the time to or they don't care about me. They don't care about the things I care about when that's not it at all. Yeah. So I love that. It's a goal of understanding. So if you're entering into that conversation, I want to understand. And you mentioned the way we see the world and filters. And I know in talking about personalities and the Enneagrams, that's a common analogy that we use is everybody's wearing a different set of of lenses and it's a slightly different tint, a slightly different color. And so when you've got that attitude of, I want to understand and a little bit of curiosity too, which I really hear that when the two of you talk, you guys were very curious to know the way the other person saw the world. And if we enter in with a desire to understand and with curiosity, then you can say, hey, can you borrow me your glasses? I'd love to try those on and see how things look for you. And then yeah, maybe, yeah. like you said, Missy, describing the world. Okay, so I feel like I'm seeing things a little green. Is that how you see it? And then giving yeah. them the opportunity to exactly. clarify, kind of, sort of yeah. like that, but it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you got to be very intentional to do that. And like, you know, it's, yeah, you're right. It's like, I just want to understand you even more. Uh, and the intentionality is vital yeah. in order for that to happen. So how do you guys keep understanding in the forefront when there's just flat out times that you want to win? <laughs> I'm always right. No, I love how no, Danny no, didn't respond to that. Not no, 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 that's not it. I think, I mean, at this point, and you know how this is too, I think another thing we have in common is that we've been married just about the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. And... I think you kind of get into a flow of you could you even know before before they say something or before they do what they do, um, what's going to happen. But I think that for us, it's been a learning process, because if I look back before I even like dove into the topic of self-awareness, you know, it was I operated more out of that reactive state, Yeah, you know, and and if I look back, I think, why was I always on the defensive? If he's not against me. He's for me, you know, we're right. living this together. Like we're, we're like, well, he said on the same team, we're trying to figure this out together. So, um, I think our process to like over the years, learning, reading, we read a lot of books. Yeah. We always are talking to someone that's one step ahead of us. Um, all of that learning process has helped us to be able to like, take that, take one more step forward and say, okay, this thing that hasn't worked for us, that one's out. Like, this is the new way that we're doing it. And just, it's been just this gradual process. But I think, um, I don't know if I can't think of a like practical way right now. I think it's more been of a gradual process for us. Yeah. I, I think also, like you just mentioned it, uh, one big thing that it happened to our marriage is about self-awareness. I mean, for us, that was like a big, it doesn't matter which, which platform, which tool you use, but Somebody invested on us when we were going to play in the church. And that was probably the beginning of, wow, like these guys just describe me. Like, man, that's like scary. Like, wow. And then we just start learning, digging more into and be very intentional, talking to other people. It doesn't matter if you're in China or in Brazil or, you know, and you have whatever country. I think team, big picture, and also just very, very intentional to keep growing as a couple, as a family. 
that's it. I mean, just, and individually just, too, like yeah. I think what you were it's, saying, yeah. because I, I think that we, that was never a focus. You know, I think it's a, a lot of times people get married and then it's like, we got to work on us, 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 us. And you kind of leave yourself, your core mm -hmm. somewhere behind. And it's like, it's trying to always catch up and, and, and keep up. But, and it's like, no, we need to, I need to be my best version for you now for my kids, for my entire yeah. family. So how do I work on myself? That's very important. Yeah. You know, we both need to, to learn to put the effort in on our own. So then the effort that we're putting in together, it's almost like it's optimized and maximized yeah. to be able to move forward so much better, so much faster. Does that make sense? Yeah. And also the support, yes. like for, for me, I want her to keep growing because I want her, her, you know, a better version and vice versa. So, but I take a responsibility also to push her and just kind of go and just go. I remember you have to go to a conference. You just go. I'll take care of that. Anything. Just go. House is going to be fine. It's just like, number one, no, I don't know what's going to happen. Don't worry. I'll get it. Just go, you know, and things like that. Now with years also for her, he was like, you know, he needs space or with his guys was UFC or whatever he needs to do, you know, and that's really, you know, support, which I think that's going back to team, going back to bigger picture or purpose of, of what we're together and what God has, you know, he's doing in our lives and what is coming up for us, you know, so little things yeah. matter. So it sounds like you guys have not only embraced change, but you actively seek out change. And that is I love change. significant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. That Enneagram <laughs> 3 in you, you're just like, if, if people don't know what we're talking about, yeah, if we say numbers 3 and thing, 1, right? <laughs> yes. So if they don't know what the Enneagram is, just look it up and, and you'll see what a 3 and a 1 is. And that's what, that's what Danny and, and Missy are talking about. But that change piece is huge because whenever one person in a relationship changes, it changes the entire dynamic of that team. To yeah. your point. So some people don't like change even when it's good change because it disrupts what has happened so far. But you guys sound like you are in a continual uh, new iterations of yourself as people and of your, as, as a couple. And it's mm -hmm. not that you're seeking to profoundly change the core of who you are. No, but it's growth. And so right. you're supporting each other in the change. As you said, Danny, sometimes you're pushing them into the change. Go do it. Because sometimes we need that. We need a spouse who sees yeah. something in us that we don't. So, I mean, you guys have got not got just 2.0, 3.0. You're probably like on like, you know, 897.3.0. I don't know. That, that doesn't still, even make we're sense. Still learning. We're yeah, still learning. We're still growing. Yes. <laughs> right? So I, I love the things that you've mentioned. Personal and individual growth. Uh, growth as a couple, you brought up team as a framework, constantly keeping that that picture in your mind that we are in this together um, and that consistent desire to understand over and over and over again uh, and being humble through it all as well. Yeah. Oh, if you oh, add those awesome. values to, like you just mentioned about the relationship, whatever you are, that's going to help you to avoid the, difference in the differences in the culture. You know, it doesn't matter how you grew up, you know, it's just when, when, when values, who you are in Christ, it brings revelation to your life, you know, and your will, I think everything is going to, I think it helped us shift our, our yeah. focus off of cultural differences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. We sometimes people feel now that stick, you know, stay, you know, stay there. Like, okay, but you know, I just grew up like this and. I mean, I remember the last time we had that conversation. I mean, it's, it's, and it's important, you know, embrace who you are and where you're coming from, but it's part of the growing, changing. It's just to kind of, you know, I think it's bigger. There's something that together we can accomplish 
Um, and we love diversity. I think that's that's part, part of our values. I think that's part of it too. Even, yeah. And I and I think missionaries, um, because I don't think we're typical missionaries, but we have mission threaded all through of us, all yeah. through us. Yeah. Um, but I think missionaries that has to be like a top top priority and top value um, in your in, in in your life. It's diversity. Yeah. And so even us living in Argentina together as a family now, we're definitely not an Argentinian family, but there are a lot of things that we say and do because we loved them and they were good for our family when yep. we lived there. Mm -hmm. And so now we keep doing them and we keep, you know, talking about them and, and we just, it's, it's just part of who we are now. And so I think when you have that point of view, that, that diversity is so wonderful and taking the good from all the different yeah. then it just makes life so much more fun and full of spice. Yeah. And, you know, it's sometimes yeah. hard, it's hard to get out of your bubble and you have to be pushed to see some difference. Right. But it's once there. you start getting out of that bubble, you just never want to go back, right? Yeah. 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 Sometimes they'll leave. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to go that way. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking of this now that I said that. I remember my mind just went back to my first two years of marriage living in Mexico the place that I love that I felt called to all of a sudden I had for probably a year of that, a, a very um, judgmental negative focus towards the culture because I was having a hard time personally. And I didn't know how to, at that point in time, I didn't have the framework and the reference of working on myself and seeking the Lord for my individual growth. I was thinking, no, I'm married now. Like it's all about us and I need to focus on this. And so I was very judgmental to anything that I felt was different in, in the Mexican culture um, because I was seeing it as an attack on me or on my marriage. Wow. And so I, I and not, and it was not good for, for me or for us. I mean, we, I was, I was so like distraught because I was having all these mixed feelings and emotions of wait I thought I was cold here like what about all the time and effort I put into learning the language and all the trips I made in preparation for this and was I wrong did I miss it like she got me yeah. <laughs> yeah he told me one day when I was like completely emotional he's like well you got me out of it <laughs> That's true. You got the win. Let's go. Come on. Okay, but Misty, this is really good because what you're saying is common. This is this was not just your experience. As you know from talking to other people, you feel mad at yourself for feeling that way, but there are moments where you can get really, really frustrated at the culture. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was there. I lived there. And then, but then I had such a different experience. Fast forward 20 years living in Argentina, there were tons of things that I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm too far along in life to be, yeah, to be having to worry about this kind of stuff. But I had a whole different perspective because I had grown, I had lived life, I had realized the value of different. Value. And so, and how it brings value to me, to my life personally. And so, yeah. my experience, all the things that were probably even harder in Argentina because I had no context uh, for that, um, I was able to laugh and have fun and and just go with the flow oh. and say, oh, well, I chose to come here. God called us here and we're going to make the most of it. And we're yeah. just going to go with it. It's going to be part of our story. And so, yeah, so it just, I think so much of it has to do with your perspective and taking that breath and that time to say, all right, God, what are you going to teach me out of this? And keeping and, and making sure to keep your heart open to what he wants to do through it 
Yeah. Mm, that's so good. Well, and even that analogy, that example that you brought of in Argentina and being in, in your third different country, how that was different. You went from one to two, but then once you get to three, it's kind of like when they say when you add a third language, it just gets a lot easier. You've learned, <laughs> you've learned to hold the tension of multiple spaces because initially when you only have one, your brain thinks in these black and white terms like good and bad. I have to pick one. I have to pick one. And suddenly you realize, no, I can hold two. And then once you've held two, you realize I can hold a third and I can hold a fourth. I don't have to pick one or the other. Right. I can say, hey, this is good and this is good. Yeah. They're just different. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Oh, you guys, I love what you've had to share. Are there any closing words um, or, or a recommendation that you'd love to give to listeners who are in any type of cross-cultural relationship? Well, I would just... Uh... Just mention what I just, we just mentioned a little bit about the intentionality, about keep, keep the main thing, the main thing, you know, um, sometimes you gotta see beyond yourself, uh, and see what God has for you, what is the purpose and why you in that country. Um, uh, and I know it's hard. I know there's sacrifices. I know it's a calling and not, it's not for everybody, but, um, just encourage you to really kind of surrender, you know, yourself with the right people. You have to have the support around you because there's some, you know, hard times also, but, and also the, the next thing is about just, just keep, keep going. I think that's for us is one of the main weapons that we have is just not, not that we're not settled, but we're not, but we're not, but at the same time, it's just really kind of keep, keep, keep the momentum going, keep like yeah. the adventure, like, you know, what is this? What is that? And just, you know, uh, I love talking to people that is ahead of us. That's, that's something that he saved us a lot of years, a lot of years. And sometimes I remember one time he came to me, somebody, I was very frustrated for something. I don't know. And he just like, just don't take it that seriously. Just enjoy the ride. And that was so like, not profound, but very profound. That, you know, and sometimes like, you know what? Yeah. And yeah, I just, just share, you know, it's a couple of facts that I think. Oh, you know, it's great. I love that. How about you, Misty? I would say um, one thing that comes to my mind is I think a lot of times, not just in missions, any way that we feel called to serve the Lord, it's so easy to go into it thinking, what do I have to give to these people? And it's not in a prideful way, but I, for, from the time I was 14, I felt called to Mexico. I felt called to missions and I was wrapped up in all the good things, learning the language, learning about the culture, making the trips, all those things. But it was always about what am, I'm here to serve you. What, am, what can I do for you? And I think it took me a long time to realize that it's a, it's a two-way thing. The, the Lord calls us to that because he has a lot of work to do in us and a lot of things to keep right. us. And so I think now when I look back, I think, man, I had so much more to learn than I had to give. You know, and I feel like yeah. God gives us more and more all the time that we can bless other people with as far as um serving in, in, in the different ways that we serve but i'm still continue to learn and grow more i feel like than i am even given giving to others and so i think at first i was so hung up on what what am i gonna do what is my role in this and forgetting that and i think that also was part of the reason that i couldn't quite broaden my my perspective um at first and so that was one thing and then I was trying to think of like particular resources. I would have had to think longer about that. 
But um, I will say there's a really great podcast called Modern Day Missions. That, that, that's definitely one that <laughs> yeah, you just need to please. listen to. And of course, a shame plug. Um, I think that for us, the biggest tool that helped us with our marriage is the Enneagram. And yeah. so there are a lot of great books out there, even ones for couples. Yeah. Um, that just really kind of, I mean, it just, it, that rocked our world mm-hmm. to, to understand the importance of self-awareness and then understand or have tools in, in like this path of how could I see the world through his eyes like I had never seen before. Um, and so that would be something else that yeah. I think is definitely worth looking into. Absolutely. And on that same line, how can people then get a hold of you if they want to learn more about Enneagram coaching, La Red, any of the things that you guys are a part of. Okay, so you tell the La Red website. Well, La Red, La Red Network.org. You know, you can go to that website. Uh, and um, yeah, and the same with the Instagram, La Red Network. You just find us on Instagram or website. Uh, yeah, you can find my information over there so you connect to La Red. Yeah. yeah. And then with Enneagram stuff, it's all under Discovered Freedom. So that's where um, I have, actually, my website is mistyescobar.net. But then uh, Instagram and Facebook is all Discover Freedom. I don't have a and website. I'm not, I'm not that cool yet. You're uh, working towards it. I mean, I'm we all want to be cool like Misty, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we will have links to all the resources that we mentioned today so that you guys can get a hold of Danny and Misty. But Danny and Misty, thank you guys again so much for joining us today. This was as fun as I knew it would be. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thanks it's for having us. Yeah, yes. And everybody else, we will see you on our next episode of the podcast. Since 2008, Modern Day Missions has been providing financial, administrative, and marketing services to Christian missionaries around the globe. We're currently partnered with more than 750 missionaries in 75 different nations. If you or someone you know are looking for a nonprofit covering to fulfill your mission's vision, Modern Day could be the answer you're looking for. Find out more at modernday.org.